win in style We've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story will echo with glory Hello and welcome to Season 6, Episode 9 of Echoes of Glory. I'm ASD, who are you? I'm Andrew. You're Andrew, welcome back. It's been eight, eight weeks. Eight think. weeks. Where have you been? Um, I'm having some sort of family issues in that I'm having to spend lots of time with them <laughs> and less time with Tottenham and you guys. Your baby daughter. Yeah, and my <laughs> wife. And it's, I might talk about it later. Um, I think if I wrote a book about it, I'd probably call it My Struggle. Um, <laughs> we'll see. She doesn't listen, does she? She doesn't. Wait, it's be. about football. There's absolutely no way she would listen to this. <laughs> uh, and we're very honoured to have a guest in a not a rival podcast, uh, a sister podcast. Uh, Javad from the Tottenham Hotspur family is here. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, nice to be back. Yeah, nice to have you back. And you went to the game yesterday, so we can uh, we can talk about that. We in did. A I, I did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Hannick joins us for round two. When yeah. was the last time you were on? Like four uh, weeks. Three ago? weeks ago. Is that all? Yeah. God, it feels lots like happened. A lot has happened. Um, how are you doing? You alright? Yeah, pretty good. You right? You're learning a new language. Uh, yeah, I'm learning a data language now. So interesting. <clears throat> Don't talk about that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy not to. <laughs> Um, the first question, which I haven't prepped you for because I've just thought of it, was um, I was listening to Fight and Talk because Colin Murray's back, so it's yes. worth listening to again. It's good again. Um, and he, they were talking this week about artefacts that the um, the contestants had got from sporting events and putting them up for an auction. So I was thinking, if you could take any one thing from Spurs history home, it can be a boot, a lock of hair, it can be a shirt, it can be whatever you want it to be from Spurs history what would it be I'm going to look at Javad because you've had the most time to think um, about this I would go for the cockerel on the east or west either with one of those stands which um, one Mr Latchford said it didn't he because yeah. the original but is in the reception now and they're two um, not fibreglass but you know recast not solid brass as I think the original mm. one was I don't know how I'd get it up the stairs of my flat third floor <laughs> flat and I don't know where I would put it but that's what I'd go for I, like that. I think in the new ground, I'd like to have that rather than have one on each stand, have that as a sort of lit up bit in a corner maybe oh, where they, they have screens in sort of two corners at these modern grounds yeah. rather than the ends. So maybe have it as a you know lit up as a sort of you know. I think all um, West Brom have got that. They've got the birds on. You wouldn't have seen it. Cause it well, it's on the opposite side of where the away fans are on the left hand side of that that stand. They've got a just the bird. Whatever throstle. A what? I think it's called a throstle. A throstle? Yes. Okay. Well, that's strange up north. <laughs> um, they've got a throstle just there, a big throstle, which I think is quite nice. Hannick, what would you have? Um, I thought about this, and I think the best thing to get would be a team sheet by Bill Nick, handwritten, that's of nice. the 60-61 season. There you go. That's, that's nice. Very good. That's where we're going. I love that. Um, I'm going to go for Gazza's sock. Oh, his yeah. first goal um, for Tottenham was against Arsenal, and he had lost <coughs> his boot in the, yeah. in the sort of that attack, and he ended up going round uh, I think John Lukic and sticking it in with his stocking foot, and you know not even with a boot on. So I think I'd probably at first I was going to say the boot, but then I thought, well, no, this is the actual stocking that struck the ball. Because so. it's almost it's coming off as well. As yeah, it, I mean, it? I think he even lost the game, but it was uh, amazing. Quite, you know, that, that was the beginning of a great thing and an amazing time that's watching Gaza. Good answer. Um, I I was going to go Gaza as well, so that's that's quite annoying. I was going to go Gaza's right boot from the ninety one semi 
final because that was my childhood just watching that over and over yeah. and over again so um, but I might do Bale's left foot from the uh, from the San Siro because so it's just a momentous time and it felt like that was when we arrived as what we've become now where people stood up and uh, sat up and listened to us because when I did the refereeing at White Hart Lane there was often stuff left around um, you know a team sheet here and yeah. a team, but you know nothing like the Bill Nicholson ones they're all printed out and I think these are press copies so yeah. they, they get handed out en masse yeah, that's an, right. hour before, or an hour and a quarter for kickoff. Yeah, but it doesn't get released until an hour exactly now I've, I've got so I, I've, in the Champions League year last year last time I went on a bit of a bender and bought all of the programmes and I've got one of the team sheets yeah. from that but it is just a printed out team yeah, sheet it comes with a free um, Champions League badge because that's what programmes actually used to be and, and certainly I mean I, we used to go to reserve games um, in the 80s because it was part of your Junior Spurs membership and nice. it was free in fact we were the first people to go into the ground uh, on an opening day of the season friendly or a reserve game because the gateman hadn't been told this and wouldn't let us in no way to like call a supervisor to uh, to get us let into the ground no but way. they even used to play reserve games at White Hart Lane now and it's that. not something that they do now But the thing I would actually take though is uh, in the E block in the um, where is it? I think it's in the East Stand, right? Row twelve, seat one hundred and twenty-three. Because that was my first game, uh, my first seat right. in my first game. So, fifteenth uh, September two thousand eight. I think we lost that game, but that just my seat. I, I want it when we lo- when we move from the stadium, because just to have it in the garden or something, you know. Uh, Ramos era must have been two thousand eight. I can tell you the team right now. I've got I think it. that was that was at the start of the oh eight oh nine. Yeah, just pre it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can tell you we only had two points um, talking of Redknapp and two points so Sunderland were on two points after eight matches <laughs> oh, <laughs> Redknapp, he could come in he could. so we lost 2-1 the team well, Fat Sam would presumably would go straight back in that's the obvious yeah alright it gets banned if I read the team out so you, and I'll leave yeah. one person out so you can go okay. so we've got Gomez in goal Choluca Dawson Bale at left back Lennon Zakora, Huddleston Modric Pavlichenko Ben I've missed someone out Lidley Chelsea no no, I mean it's, it's a bit of a mental one because centre half, centre half. Because yeah. you read them in that order. So what, what was the date again? September fifteenth, uh, September two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight. Was playing Basson? No, it That's was Woodgate. Oh, Woodhurst. Sure. Tell you was on the bench was Campbell, as in Fraser Campbell, Fraser. Uh, Jamie O'Hara, Gilberto, Giovanni. Did you hear Dos Jamie O'Hara, uh, who's had a contract with Fulham for this season? Is he? Um, he signed up, but he was. Partially injured and said it's not going to be a problem. I'll be fit in four to five weeks. Yeah, because he was a free transfer. They went okay about it. Um, it turned out their injury was worse than he thought. So he went to Fulham and said, "Don't pay me. In fact, let's cancel the contract. I'll go off and work on my fitness, and good, then I'll come back." Man. If well, I think that's a really noble thing to do in this day and age when people perceive you know footballers as just taking the wage, not having to do anything absolutely. for it. And absolutely, fair play to. Javad, uh, let's talk about your trip. Uh, yeah, so first time up there. Um, as a stadium, it's really impressive. Um, great view. Impressive? In terms of in terms of the view, the view yeah. the way fans, good view. You're right what, behind one goal, aren't you? Right behind one goal. What what was a bit puzzling? Um, I, I'm really annoyed when you see a stand that is just one tier, one tiny tier. So the stand on the left hand side is, is tiny now. In hindsight, there's a reason for that because you see lots of empty seats around the ground. They can't sell. Um, their allocation the home fans and it's not any wonder because the first half um, West Brom didn't play like the home team um, I can understand that they're playing Tottenham Hotspur and they're going to be slightly defensive but 
um, they just showed no inclination or no interest. The only clear-cut chance they had was right at the end of the first half. Um, so I, I don't blame them, but uh, an interesting place. And I know a couple of West Brom fans for a Facebook group I'm on, and they just it's dire football. It's like this, and it's it. been like this for two years. They're not minded to say like, "Oh, we want this," or "We demand that." They just, you know, they think that they could stay in that fifteenth, sixteenth, you know, safe position, but try and play a bit more expansively. But it's just they're being strangled by Pulis, and so he lives off this. Boring. But I'm surviving, you know. You're the slubbies, and he just bastardises the game that I love I know that what was the feeling like in the away fans was it this is a really boring game or was it let's get behind Tottenham or? Um, there was, oh sorry the away fans um, it, was, it was good I think it was just generally I mean first half absolutely was good second half things started to get a, get, get a bit nervy um, but I mean, it, was, it was like any away game the atmosphere was really, really good um, there was a I've never seen this before at a Tottenham game but there, was, there was a fight that kicks off Right towards the end of the match. What between the Spurs fans? Yeah, between two Spurs fans. Oh, really? I've never seen. Probably Northern Spurs fans. Our fans. Um, <laughs> it's so but, stereotypical. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it, it was good. I think. I think. I just think the second half, as the game drew on, because we, it, Foster made all of those saves. It had that sort of feeling of inevitability, inevitability that that this is going to. I predicted a draw beforehand, and that's that's what happened. But I so, but I, at one point I thought to myself. Is this going to end in a nil-nil? When was the last time we had a nil-nil? And you've got to go back to Chelsea at home last season, yeah. November last mm-hmm. season. Um, so it, it always felt like one of those games. I don't know whether it's whether you'd consider it a well-earned point or two points lost. You've got to say, from the position we were in, moments to go, then yeah, it looked desperate. And the, you know, it's, uh, to my mind, I think that could be a critical point come May. You reckon? I mean, I'm not going to say anything dramatic, but. I just think that could be the point that tips us above mm. arrival yeah. or what do you above think? everyone. Good enough? Well, it, it seems good enough. I think said last year we drew the same result, 1-1. Yeah, one, one. One. Ben Foster has another worldie against us, doesn't he? We, we keep meeting keepers who do this. It always uh, seems yeah. like that. Is it on BBC London, which was where it was on, because it wasn't on TV, so it was a three o'clock kickoff. It, they were saying about how it's now... I'd, like it's ruined our title credentials because we, you know, we can't if we can't put these teams away. But all the other teams have lost a game. We haven't lost a game. It, the, the football spectrum has changed so much because of the money. A club like West Brom would have had to sell Berahino in previous years, and now they're able to keep hold of him and actually, you That's know, mad, dump him on it? the bench and the like. Because clubs are strong, so much stronger, and the. the it's basically middling out in the Premier League mm-hmm. and it's going to mean it's tougher for the Premier League winners and the top four to win at these games where we used to go and bully them. You're going to see a lot more congestion in the, in the, in the middle of that table, I think, because the, the talent is shared. I mean, teams like Watford have guys who are potential match winners, mm-hmm. whereas before you think, well, you know, they've got one player maybe and he's, everything's got to go through him and... You know, I, mean, I don't mean to pick on just Watford, but yeah, yeah. there are so many... You look at Middlesbrough, they've brought in players who've... Negredo must have a Premier League winners medal, or you know, he had one yeah. top top season at Man City. It's just incredible. It's well, a promoted side. Valdez, yeah, mm-hmm. unbelievable. What? Well, who were the standout performers? Um, I thought Janssen had a. Had a I know there's a, there's a question about him later on. I'll, I'll, we'll come to that. I thought we had a very good game. Um, Deli Ali, Ericsson, 
back four as ever. Now, Ben Davis, you're going to like this one. I thought, I thought Ben Davis had a really good game, his best game of the season. Um, no way. Um, going forward, I thought he was superb. Um, if if you're going to put a gun to my head and say choose one out for Rose and Dyer, I'd, I'd always go for Rose. Um, I think particularly the way we play and the pressing, um, I think that both Rose and Carl Walker offer that something different. But Davis definitely had his best best game um, in the Tom shirt for me. Um, Lamella looked a little bit off sorts, and by that I can knew- always struggle after a European break. Be- oh, sorry, oh, international break. break. I was surprised he started. I thought I thought that 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 he would he'd be jet lagged and and the, 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 I. I expect his son to start, but it's better now that with the games, you know, happening rather than Saturday, Wednesday, that they're often Thursday, Sunday, or, or Saturday, Tuesday. Um, you know, there's there's that extra day that can make such a world of difference because players used to not get back sometimes till the Friday, and if they're now coming back on the Thursday, that makes makes a big difference that extra day's rest. But he also can't keep resting someone if they've come all that way. You know, every time it happens four or five times during the season, you've got to have these players available. Um, he just Potch will know whether they're going to be on it or not. But well, so Malcolm Gladwell, you know Malcolm Gladwell, the writer. He's done revisionist history, the podcast. It's well okay. worth a listen right, to. Yeah. And in my what's the, what's the episode? I found the episode here. It's called uh, My Little Hundred Million, I think. It's, yeah, My Little Hundred Million. It's, it's episode six. They talk. They had um, these studies by economists where they were talking about sports and strong links versus weak links. One of them, the strong link sport is where your the overall result is majorly influenced by a single player, by a single strong link, mm. basketball. Like yeah. a basketball is often a sport that is dominated by a player on a team, whereas football, soccer, is the complete opposite, which is a, which is a sport which is dominated by the lack of weak links the City are good because yeah. they have fewer weak yeah. links and the worse your weak link is the more likely there is to be a mistake and I think that's what we've gone from and to so in the Harry era which was brilliant we had 18 which had a few strong links but as soon as you broke any of those and brought in someone else we had a lot of weak links yeah. and I think that's where we are now where we've got lots of backup players who are very 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 good we have a level of consistency that we never had before we, we have that base. okay we did concede a goal but you know we don't concede with, with the exception of the final day of the season mm. we don't collapse anymore we do, no. we're not calamitous in that way um, no more than once in a game maybe you know to individual errors still happen but that level that's demanded of them I mean I'm hearing good things um, there was a radio interview last week I can't remember, Jenis was on the panel and it was another former player but he'd spent some time at, at Tottenham's training ground and he was saying that the, the Tottenham players are not complaining and they're doing this and the Ben Davies oh it was a Welsh it was one of the Welsh um, squad oh really? yeah it was one of their coaches and I still can't remember who it was but he was saying that Ben Davies even though he doesn't start in it every week is it doing was, this and he's Chris Coleman I think oh it was oh, the League show that's show yeah and they you know these guys are saying that our people are just They've bought into it. They've completely bought into what Poch um, is all about, and it's just really encouraging. Is that? Do you think that's based on results, or that was just a mindset where where Poch forces it into people, and if you don't like it, you get out? Or how? How do? You, I mean, that is just it's a combination of it. I mean, over this is his third season, and we've grown stronger and stronger, and the players are fitter and fitter. We're, we're doing things in games deeper into games than we've ever done. We, we scored lots of winning goals late on. Or we come back and we equalise. Okay, there's still the slip up of conceding the goal on Saturday, but yeah. um, you know that we're still doing double sessions throughout the 
you know the season yeah. it's not just a pre-season thing or early on and it's the players that are reaping the rewards of it and they go away to their international teams and it was you know the Spurs guys who were working hardest and for longest and with mm. more intensity in training who do you think is the weakest link in our team if, or where's, where's our weak area or position or where, where do we need to strengthen do you think Hannick where do we need to strengthen mm. so I wouldn't change the back eight mm-hmm. I wouldn't change Norris I think Vaughan was a good backup I always think that the the easiest position to change is always central attacking midfielder to change and give something new but I don't think I'll get rid of Ericsson at the moment and I think just because Janssen's not scoring is the only reason you'd change him but mm. I, I saw the highlights of the game and I didn't think he had a particularly bad game well, one, let's let's talk about that question you mentioned, Javad. Yeah. It is from Dan Arlington, friend of the show. Says, should we be happy with Janssen's hold-up play and leave it at that, or should we expect more contribution in terms of goals? Because other players are scoring the goals directly because of his link-up play. Mm. Absolutely no problem with that. You know, Soldado scored a couple of early goals. The penalties, you know, people knocked in because there were penalties. They still have to be put away. His play outside the box really didn't have a lot else there so if he wasn't scoring goals it kind of was glaring mm. and he got substituted a lot I don't see that being the case with Janssen and there's the need for him at the moment with Kane only just coming back to light training now um, but we haven't you know we haven't really failed with it he scored a great goal in the week internationally against Belarus oh if you haven't seen that, 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 that that's, that's a, a goal cracker. what was the goal like didn't see it got it on the halfway line ran just just outside the edge of the box and absolutely walloped it in with his left foot yeah. top right hand corner like diagonal really good he yeah. also controlled the ball over his shoulder and hit it into his own face you see that, <laughs> that, that famous I can do that. <laughs> yeah. can't do the first one Paul Lopez what's the point in a year long deal for Paul Lopez is this another Platicosa or what's the point it's cover it's purely an insurance policy and you know a lot of clubs are doing this because you just what if you lose your goalkeeper I've heard well he's laid out McGee so obviously he doesn't Uh, see anything there so I've heard a rumour that it might be because what's it uh, Vaughan might be out in January to get more regular team do you you think that's possible I mean you know the the guy who sits behind and doesn't get any football it's a difficult thing for him Lloris generally is quite a fit player doesn't seem to suffer the niggles that Courtois does or um, Czech, yeah. do they, they, they? You know, Begovic and Ospina seem to get quite a few games, and um, but I just, I literally see him as a backup. Um, I don't particularly even fancy him myself personally as a, mm. what well, as a human. He's astonishing, yeah. but as I alluded to last time, but there's a team. There was someone who said it might have been I can't remember who said it. Danny Murphy who said actually Spurs have got the best team in the Premier League. Do you think so? Like overall team. No, I, I, I always still think City just have we, we can still see the weaknesses can't we we, we still know that you're not going to get five consecutive good games out of Lamello and Eriksson there's going to mm. be a weakness there you wouldn't change them for, for many other people in the Premier League you know David Silva maybe or something like that <laughs> but you know it's yeah. we, we, we wouldn't really I don't think I'd look to replace either of those I'd look to strengthen and, and make competition greater mm. um you know, that's just purely you know, my, yeah, yeah. my thought. But we do have a very strong eleven. Actually, we've got 12-13 now that are good. City. If you want to go seventeenth deep into the squad, they're comfortably better off than you know everyone else. Yeah, yeah. How many in that case? How many of the City squad or starting eleven would, would you would you put in the, in, in the Tottenham? Aguero, De Bruyne, and that's it. Yeah, Silva. Mm. If I've got De Bruyne, 
I'd, I'd have them both instead of Lamella and Eriksson. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll take that. Um, and then Aguero. Yeah, I think Wanyam is winning over. You know, for Dyer me, I think he's fantastic. He's definitely getting in above Dyer. That's mad. I would go as far as saying we've got the best, certainly the best eleven in the whole of the Premier League, yeah. um, and arguably the best scores even. Um, this is my honestly, really. I honestly <laughs> believe I, I, I believe we can we can win win, win the league. And going back to what you, said, what you said earlier about Pochettino and what he's been doing with the squad and implementing his ideas and how we've pushed on each season, we're ahead of all the other teams. So. Um, Pep's come in um, and, and he's starting to work his magic but it will take some time for him to, to get his um, ideas across to the players he's also got to, get, got, got to get the personnel in some of the players are already there some of them are still some of them might not be up to scratch um, United I don't know what's going on with, with, with them um, Paul Scholes said something like they they don't have any identity I think that sums it up mm. for me Liverpool I think will aren't too far behind us in terms of Klopp has now got a proper pre-season but I think we're just far ahead of everybody else and I think in terms of personnel the one player that I would change and this is very controversial bearing in mind there's so many points I'm really worried about you're going to say now you're um, going to say Lloris yeah unbelievable but, but only if we've got somebody like Neuer <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, not going to happen Neuer's yeah. older than Lloris though I think that he's a better like three years. His distribution and also is, is better than Larice's, and that's where I, I, Larice frustrates me a bit. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think he'd even leave on Championship Manager, do you? <laughs> no. Do we need to be out of the Champions League in order to give it a good league run? No, absolutely no. not. Just, you know, okay. The one that's getting me is it feels like there's a real tension, or there's there's a mentality thing. Like you have a look at it broke against Chelsea and, and Newcastle last year, and if you it, there really feels like a tension. For example, against Gillingham, we were destroying them but not really doing it, and then when one goal came, we relaxed. You could see everyone yeah. relax, and then we we took them apart. We needed a state change against West Brom in order to score. We were dominating, and you know, I might be being yeah, yeah. harsh here, but is there a is Poch? Overly serious, or is there something where actually we need to just to chill out a bit and be more relaxed and free? Like the City. players are able to express themselves, I don't think they're st- stunted, or stilted by their instructions and their, you know the requirement. You know the inf- infrastructure is not so tight. I mean, look how good we are defensively, but yeah. our fullbacks still bomb on. It's just we've actually got the, the complete right defensive midfielder to come in and cover at any you know time yeah, when the yeah. fullbacks go. Tell you what, that is that is a really beautiful sight. It's like a transformer when you used to change the back of a lorry into wings. Yeah, where yeah. It, you see the wing, our wing backs go up, and then suddenly Dyer or Wanyama just drop in to make it a three. I I love. You that. can't put price on also that the work that an Ericsson and Lamella are doing as that first man to close down mm. to tr- to give the fullback a chance to get back a bit further. Yeah. So that's a team ethic of, of, of you know defending all together absolutely that free kick from Ericsson in the last minute just uh, oh, almost so in top close. right so close uh, Leonidas 79 uh, he's got a bee in his bonnet he says discuss how we always start punting the ball out and adopt a small team mentality every time we're up by a single goal in the last 15 to 20 minutes no matter who we're playing maybe this is why we dropped a league high 25 plus points from winning positions last season I'd like to point out that Toby is usually the one who starts this by punting it when it's unnecessary and then everybody follows suit it happened at Middlesbrough for example we bunkered up for no reason discuss I don't know about Punting the ball long distances. I mean, Toby makes some incredible long distance passes. Pinpoint. Was it West Brom last season? From the goal. Everton away. Yeah. 
breathtaking, you know, distance. Just go back and watch Daw- videos of Dawson, who did it whatever point of game. Yeah, mate, um, there are at least a centre halves that I've watched <laughs> for 35 years plus that would just do that left footed diagonal. Well, essentially, did it all the time and always into touch. You know, this this is the best squad we've had. But it's for about such a it's long about time. mixing it though, because if you. I'm not going to mention their name but if you consider certain other teams in the Premier League that play a certain way they try to pass the ball into the net and that's fine and it's it's obviously good to play good football but you need to vary it you need to hoof it up up. you need that long ball option and I think Aldevero does that but better than Dawson it's Hodlesque in terms of the, the team need to know not expect the same thing every time so if you put them on the back foot because they don't know it's like a winger they, and, Andros Townsend was never going to go round someone and put a ball across so they'd always know to block off showing him inside if he'd once go round them then they'd be second guessing him every time so you have that difference you know and you, you open the game up more no it's just saying if you watch a game, the first thing you want your defender to do is defend the ball. And I don't mind if Toby puts it into Rose Ed every single time if we're up. Because I don't think that's panic. That's just making sure there's no Reset danger. Reset and you go again. I, don't, I think you're right. It's, I, I don't know if people are saying that quite that or if that was the intention mm. by, by the point. Um, but we don't really have the players to hold it up in the air or win you know, high balls like that. So that's not really what the way we're about. But if there's space, I've no problem with our with our quick wing backs or our tricky, you know, adv- attacking midfield players getting into spaces because Ali he loves a deep run, doesn't he? He'll attack, ghost in behind, and hopefully that's the kind of ball we can pick up on. The one thing I say about out of Errol is um, a he doesn't do that all the time. Um, he's very selective, and when he does it, most of the times it's to Ali, and he'll either end up in a in a goal as we saw last year at Goodison Park and and at the Hawthorns, and I'm, there might have been another occasion. There were mm. certainly a few other occasions where it was also to Ali, and it, it was close. We didn't didn't quite pull it off. Um, so he's very selective. It's always to Ali. I noticed a few times this season where he tries to do it when Ali wasn't starting, and he sort of think that might not have the personnel. Yeah. The other thing that I would say is. If you consider someone like Kane, he can play with his bat. All oh, Janssen that yes. play, they can play with their bats at goal, but it's very seldom that actually we we use that as an outlet. So, so I don't think we have a tendency yeah. anyway to to knock it long. Um, I don't think it's a big problem, personally. During the West Brom game, like from the highlights, I saw that we were passing it out of the back when we were under pressure in the first half. So I just think that it might just be a ploy just to reset, and I don't. <coughs> believe it's going to be an issue like last season everyone saying we were playing the best football and I still think we are playing the best football Toby just update on news Toby just seems to have had a bit of bad nerves basically he seems to be he'll be fine maybe rested and then we'll get um, he'll be back soon Walker hasn't flown out for tomorrow what we think tomorrow being Leverkusen away what are we thinking about Leverkusen away tough game it will be I'm excited for it mm. the, the thing is the clubs that we're playing do not want to be playing Tottenham. No, you know we we're better than our ranking. We're, we're not, you know, the third, you know, group in, in Champions League. So people were wary of us. Mm. Hernandez has, has been on fine form again. After I wrote him off last year when he was, you know, first signed, and I said, no, he's finished. United wouldn't have kept him. Yeah, or would have kept him. For, but um, I would take a point though. I'd, I'd rather guarantee a, a draw rather than. I'll definitely draw you. Draw your away games. Win your home games. Mm. Right. 
Although we have got catch one up with having we lost. Have got catch one up. <laughs> but then we drew, we won. We got an extra two points. Or <coughs> should have got away, right? Francesco, of course. Um, you know how? So I think you know Drogba is one of my favourite players of all time, but his his memory will always be tarnished by his diving. His his pathetic diving and his. He did address that though, didn't he? Because he was really bad at, at the start, oh. and it took a long time to address. But mm. he really kind got of became better. Mourinho. Letting Pogba go, and they or Man United letting, but no Pogba didn't he let Pogba? Oh, that was Ferguson. Ferguson, Ferguson yeah. let Pogba. Yeah. Or Mourinho letting De Bruyne go, and then yes. there's another one who's let go. Who's coming? Lukaku is yeah. the one I'm thinking about. He also um, let Balotelli go, so he's not, not all that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah, <laughs> that needs to be part of his legacy. Is leaving and costing a hundred mil, or because they could have like I'd have Lukaku over Costa any day of the week, any day of the week. No? Long term, I mean, immediately. I mean, if you put Costa in our team, we'd probably win the league. You know, the way he did that first season with, with Chelsea. Um, yeah, I don't want the dark arts. That's not really where we're at. Mm. Um, I'd hate it. You imagine constantly having to go into work and defend your team to your co- you know, your, your own I colleagues because your player does that. I hate them. Um, they're, they're not about football, Chelsea. They're, they're just about winning and they're not about what happens on the pitch. They're about money and it's not a footballing team is it yeah, yeah. scum uh, score for tomorrow 1-1 1-1 2-0 to us I was going to say 2-1 to us 2-1 I think to us I think I, I don't can't see us losing unless we do something really stupid uh, I think we've had our loss now I think Monaco was a loss I think we'll get we'll now go out after the group stages to a team that's just better like when we got will die a half or will Wimmer come in his, I'm hoping Wimmer does I mean he gets his his chance yeah. you know after his supposed spat or you know well, apparently you understand the frustration absolutely you want to be part of this this amazing team well, that are going somewhere he's I think. still playing for his international team so I don't think he's got too much to scored worry about scored for Wales didn't he so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I was going to take a guess I would say that he'll play a dyer mm-hmm. not because of I think Vimmer has got the ability. There's, there's no issues about him playing there. But if you, if you effectively if you've got Vimmer, then you have Vimmer and Vertonghen, two left foot players. Yes, that does. I think he'll go with Dyer. I mean, Carter Vickers, yeah, if you have an option, but I suspect Carter Vickers will start against Liverpool the following week. Definitely. Yeah, of course, the League Cup. Yeah. Um, it's quiz time. Who was in goal for Tottenham Hotspur in the 1999 League Cup final? Walks, yeah. Walks is correct. And our future keeper was at the other end. No, previous keeper Keller. Keller. Yeah, yeah. Keller USA. Will get. He's not fit to play. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Are you going to tell us how much you hate our theme tune? I don't like it. Why I find not? it cringeworthy. Oh, I love it. I love it because it's, it's a ear cringe. bleeder. <laughs> it's like I look at the, my phone because I've not been on the pod. I've become back an avid yeah, yeah. listener. And I'm like, oh, great, there's 10 minutes left. And it's like, after yeah. three minutes, you're doing the, the outro, and then it's, oh, yeah, I've got half an hour this song to go. <laughs> it's, there's a video of it online, which is great, with pictures of everyone that they're talking about. But, yeah. But, yeah, I, I understand. I think you're wrong, but I understand. See, I'm just such an old McNamara's um, band fan. I love that. But that's what they come out to. We just didn't have permission to use it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Apparently, sorry, there's a verse. Have you seen on Wikipedia, there's a Tottenham verse specifically? Oh, yeah, yeah, Wagner it was Morris. written in the 50s or so. Is it? That, yeah. There's a Spurs CD that I got from the club shop, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Brilliant. And it has all sorts of things like that. I think there's I've got the download. Tip top, 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 yeah. yeah. Tip top, top, yeah. A real sort of 1920s type. team around. Yeah. 
I might if I can, if I, I'm going to look for it. What if I ask his question? Go for it. Now. Right. Okay. Which player scored a hat trick for Tottenham Hotspur in the Thornhill win over Sheffield United in the league in the 1991 season? Jury. Nope. Armstrong. Lineker. Oh no no. It's later on. Lineker. Nope. Not a forward. Is it midfield? Forward. Is a forward. <laughs> No I, think, idea. I think that was my. Yeah, I think that was my recollection. He was forward. Okay, no, um, I don't know. Um, Paul Walsh. Walshy. Walshy. Did he not the also play? Did he not also play in midfield? Or am I? We kind of played that four-five-one, didn't we, when we had Lineker? Yeah. That, that cup final season, so he kind of was an early sort of adopter of sticking a forward out wide and sort of him not playing as a winger, but him not. There was a game he came in. It was either Porto or Hajak Split in the Cup Winners Cup yeah. in '91. And prior to that, he was out of the team. I think he, there was a, a, a training ground bust up, and he punched Ray Clements. With Clements, yeah. yeah. And then he made his way in the team. And I, I seem to recall he, he played the midfield, but yeah. he was quite adaptable. I mean, he was a, a good young player. Really, probably didn't ever live up to his potential. He was, a, I think, he won the PFA Young Player of the Year in about '81 at Luton, <laughs> um, bought by Liverpool to kind of inherit um, Dalglish's sort of role. And that didn't really come off for him either. And then, sort of, really didn't quite do it at Tottenham either. Sort of, quite often a substitute. And but yeah, he was a nice, likable chap. Nice little fella. Um, which club did Chris Perry join when he left Tottenham? Blackburn. Southampton. Nope. Charlton. Yeah, Charlton. That's nice. Ah, he did end up at Southampton. Can you name the defender whose transfer price when he joined Tottenham in July 1978? was the first transfer fee settled at an industrial tribunal. No. I know this. I think. Don't know. Sound like what you it do. Is. Um, <laughs> came from Fulham. A defender? Yeah. Sent half. Tall, languid. Personally didn't like him at all. No. Don't know. Pass. John Lacey. John Lacey. Would know we've got that. No. Fair which Tottenham Hotspur manager brought Bill Nicholson back to White Hart Lane in a, in a consultancy role? Peter Shrave? No. I actually knew this one. Hoddle? No. David Plate? Birkinshaw. Mm-hmm. Now, because he came, well, I suppose <coughs> Terry Neal came directly afterwards. That was the reason I didn't. I went for Shreve the next one on. But there we are. Which former Rangers player scored for Tottenham in a win against Chelsea in April 1975? Alfie Korn? Yep. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Before my time. Oh, it's Alfie oh Korn Jr. His father was part of the great hip side of the 50s. The what? The great uh, heart side. <laughs> Sacrilege. Alongside David. I Korn. didn't know that. No, right, I do now. <laughs> I just got great hip side. Has there ever been a great No, there was. They had the famous five in the 50s. They were the top team in Scotland. Are they? European Cup. They would have played a couple of years. Oh, interesting. When it was an invitational thing, oh. not just for the champions. That is interesting. Um, in which year did Steve Perryman win his first England cap? Only. 75. I'd say 81, 82. 82. Yeah. Oh. Against Iceland. Oh, there you go. Away. And what, uh, what squad number did Michael Carrick wear in 05, 06? 19. No. 23? Against which Yorkshire club did Ronnie Rosenthal, Yorkshire, uh, make his Tottenham Hotspur League debut? Sheffield Wednesday? He's correct. 
Completely. <laughs> Which club gained only their 10th point of the 2005-2006 season with a one-all draw against Tottenham in February 2006? Derby. Wigan. Sunderland. Yeah. yeah. I, I applied for the management, uh, the manager's job at Sunderland. Did you? Got a letter back. No way. Which is really all I ever wanted. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I sent in my normal work CV and put on that I managed um, our Sunday morning team to the Barking and District. Division 3 League and Cup double amazing and yeah, they wrote back but they said that they'd gone with a uh, more experienced team of ours <laughs> Wilkinson and Steve Cottrell where did he get them? <laughs> relegated <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, write to the Welsh FA and tell them I'm retiring from international football due to my uh, leg injury because uh, oh, really? they have to write back to you so uh, excellent I'd love I'm, I'm going to do that before the baby alright that's another they'll thing. probably be dealing with a Aaron Ramsey's letter first <laughs> we can only hope Against which London club did Gundy Bergeson make his Tottenham Hotspur debut? Chelsea. QPR. West Ham. Yeah, West Ham. Oh. I haven't got one right yet. Come on. If Tottenham were playing against the Glovers, which club would they be playing against? I was going to see. Glovers. They'll be playing at Hewish Park. Less helpful than Green saying. and White Stripes or Hoops. Oh, Yeovil. Yeovil. I, th- I, see, I knew because I used to go to the Glove Yeovil. Museum down there. Obviously, <laughs> I went on a, um, a tour of Letchworth Garden City, uh, nice. a historic tour. I went to the, the UK's, possibly the UK's first cul-de-sac on Saturday. Possibly, possibly, <laughs> and we've definitely got the UK's first roundabout. So if anyone's interested, we'll give you a guided tour. But it is just a roundabout. Lovely stuff. Uh, moving on to the the final question: Who was Tottenham Hotspur's leading goalscorer in the nineteen eighty one FA Cup competition? Garth Crooks. Garth Crooks is correct. The laws of the game may be modified in their application for which four categories of players? That's not really a Tottenham question, is that's, it? Yeah, that's why I said like, the last question. Right, which Tottenham Hotspur player scored in successive FA Cup finals for the club? I'm assuming that's 87 and 91. Or year oh, no. year. Um, Was it Via? Not Danny Blanchard. 60, 61. Consecutive. Does anybody Hold want to play? I thought Hoddle as well, but he didn't score in the 81. Okay, it was very um, so it's Bobby Smith, 61, 62. Ah. Oh. Bobby. All right. Which club did Tottenham Hotspur defeat 6 0 in the League Cup in 04 05? So, any question? They lose 6 0 to Bolton. <laughs> Wolves. No. no. Any other guesses? No. Uh, no. Oldham Athletic. Oldham Athletic. Yeah, Where are they now? I think there's yeah. the two, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Oldham. Go on. What was the first trophy that John Pratt won with Tottenham Hotspur? UEFA Cup? Yes, 1972 UEFA Cup. Good job. Well done, Joe. Oh, Oldham have got the, that, that slightly quizzical looking owl. Yes. In, the, in their badge, I really the like that. I bet you're one for. But all, they're all, all the athletics are lactics, aren't they? The lactics. No. We're going to. Yeah, I suppose. Lots of clubs have variations in it. Yeah. I don't like the history of like the second half of names. Like, I love one Charlton Lewis. are the addicts, aren't they? Oh, uh, yeah, addicts. yeah. Um, or the addicts. <laughs> yeah. Something else. And if you've been to Charlton, yeah. it probably is the addict. It's quite bleak. Um, I love the Wanderers thing, which was a team that just used to wander around playing football, literally yeah. just travel around oh playing football, God. and then they settled. 
what in somewhere in North London? Bolton. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Woolwich one. Seven Sisters. Right? But that's the point. Like Bolton Wanderers just wandered around playing away games until yeah. they settled in Bolton. I love that. Any more? That's all for me. Um, no. Uh, thank you for listening. We've got a guest, a, a, an American guest next week. Uh, he likes American things, so he'll be on next week, uh, which is really exciting. Hopefully, you'll be back too. We'll see. We'll see. Two weeks, I think I'll be back with Zach. Is it two weeks? Was that? I thought it was next yes, week. Yes, first. Ah, uh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Okay, well, next week I've no idea who's going to be here. <laughs> Jack will we'll find an American guest. We'll find an American <laughs> guest. Uh, Jack. Jack went to the uh, the Calderon, didn't he? Yes. He went to see Atletico beat whoever it was, Osasuna seven one, I think. Yeah. Stand up if you're Jack Latchford. Stand up. Well, and I'm going to read from uh, from the the group. Basically, he, he just said it's the best stadium and best crowd I've ever been in. So he's going to be quizzed on that. Cause yeah, because it's quite open stadium, open. isn't it? You think that everyone says, oh, Wembley or the uh, London Stadium are losing the atmosphere because it's so vast and, and you know, it's just dissipating with small grounds mm. not enclosed. But that's definitely not enclosed at all. Oh, the, where's the loudest crowd you've ever heard? Like, anywhere? Uh, oh, St. James's Park. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Bellamy scored first and they were quite loud. Then Shearer scored, and it was ridiculous. Oh, like, really? It was almost twice as because Shearer had scored. Yeah, um, I loved Craig Bellamy while we're here, but well, only because you're Welsh. I just I loved how angry and how aggressive and how much he just wanted to win. He's easily despisable. There's a great yes. interview with him after Wales have lost to <laughs> Finland. Finland, and he's too honest, isn't he? <laughs> he just he's just so disappointed. It's it's just brilliant. But that that's why I cried when we beat Belgium because people don't realise. It's like if you thought Spurs were bad in the nineties, yeah, go yeah. and watch Wales. We yeah. lost. 5-0 to Georgia George, that was probably one of the lowest points Georgia well I think we, we also got beat by is it Luton or we got beat by a London team as well like awfully uh, club side a club side but shit club side as well loudest yeah. crowds loudest uh, crowds Soccer City hmm? Soccer City World Cup oh right Lovely. that's quite loud yeah Millennium Stadium for me. Wales beating South Africa. Ruth, sorry, well, sorry. Well, it's fine. Um, yeah, was this a football podcast? I, I just said loudest crowd anywhere. I was, I was uh, Wales beating South Africa. We haven't done it in years and years and years. The last last autumn internationals, and it, I've just never heard a crowd that was the roof on though. So that does make no, a difference. No, it wasn't. But it wasn't. It's not a very big hole anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, a very dull rugby game where it was it was a war of attrition. But bloody hell, it was loud. It's difficult to see past beyond beyond Spurs. Um, Certainly, the loudest. Um, I've, I've done a, over the last year and a bit. I've done a few a few away, away grounds, and I've got to say, generally, I've been disappointed with the the home fans, as it were. The the one that was really impressive. You're going to like this, Swansea, and it was straight. It was straight after was that the game. We, was that Ericsson's two? We were both yeah, game, yeah, yeah. both, and um, they were singing "Stick Your Chariot." I'm not going to yeah complete the because it regardless of where you where. Swansea will always be rugby. Like it's, it's not a football town. Yeah, Wales yeah. is a rugby <clears throat> rugby land, and so Swing Low, Sweet Chariot is the England one of the England anthems, and so we will always say you can stick your chariot up your ass. Um, that was a very confusing moment for me because yeah. like I'm get I went, when I spoke to the um, the steward they go in you're a Spurs fan from Cardiff there's no one in the ground who's going to be hated more than me in that <laughs> ground but they admire the fact you don't support Cardiff oh well, yeah this is that. true we I'm played a Wrexham in a League Cup match and I think Chris Armstrong a young Chris Armstrong was playing for Wrexham the night of uh, Wales losing to Western Samoa 
in a, an early Rugby World Cup might have been 92 all of our sport was awful so, yeah yeah. <laughs> in my childhood well, I mean that was like imagine if they played the whole of Samoa was the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the line going round the loudest I've ever heard of Tottenham was I always say the nil-nil AC Milan you can hear it there's loads of good YouTube videos are you watching Arsenal because Arsenal went out the day before we went out first British team to ever get out the group first British team to ever get through to a quarter in their first first year in uh, the Champions League so amazing just at home, the, the loudest I can recall was as a nine-year-old, the UEFA Cup final in 84. Oh, wow. I mean, my brother was eight, yeah. I was nine. It was a school night. Thank you, Dad. Yeah. And, you know, we, just, we were just about to leave because, you know, it was probably sensible to try and get away quickly um, with, like, a few moments to go. And we got up to the steps. We were only about three rows from yeah. the steps. But we got up to the steps and said, can we just watch this? And sort of balled on his arm. And the cross came over. Aussie ridiculously hit the bar. It came out, went back wide, came back in. Robert scored. And yeah. Like, Can we stay, Dad? Yeah. Like, obviously, we were going to stay. Oh. And that was just amazing. That's the stuff. Memories. But a cup final in a small ground, you know, compared to a Wembley. You know, I've been to the cup finals, League Cup finals, FA Cup finals, mm. at Wembley. It is a very different. It's just so vast. It, it has to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to to be in Whitehall Lane with what, forty-four thousand. Um, almost all home fans you know, they're in a small allocation of amazing Adelaide fans we can only dream of that yeah so brilliant so thank you Stato Javadin thanks for having me thank you very much for your time I'll, uh, I'll see you soon and don't forget whatever happens the future's bright the future's lily white come on you Spurs Aussies knees have gone all trembly And the team requires assembly Danny Montlower Local boy Ledley King Greavesy scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Kyo Casey Keller, USA Woodgate is not fit to play Tramatini, Cudicini Freddie Canute Gary Mabbitt in Chilin Sergi Rebra for the win Run for me for three stout Terry Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Modric here there everywhere Pat Jennings luscious hair Super Vertonghen Avliachenko number nine Nine from the halfway line Villas running 81 Under Twin Towers Harry Redknapp steals on wheels Legend Steve Perryman MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet Ball and Stefan Dalmatti I'm playing out White Hart Lane Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won In 1961 Aaron Lennon's line green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hart and Wheel knew his passport said to Spain Berbatov, turn and strop Hartsy saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley, we lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave's Cockney raised Chirpy the Cockerel 
Mendo shoots from halfway. Carol fumbling the same. Clattenburg doesn't give the goal. Abizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, but we don't care. Martin, Martin, yo. Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Reto Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy into Equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel lacked Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back Andersimovic Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardlister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Sakura and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steger was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar Davids Dreadlocks Palacios Stripey Socks Everson Hattrick Dave Mackay picking fights European glory nights Terry Dyson go on my son Tiff Jones on the wing Dean Richards, John White Legendary Lily White How dare S for kick Who dare is to do Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Alan Gilsey. Lily White from White Hart Lane. Soda, Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your ass. Liam Walker's page three girl. Gus Boyer, free kick girl. Gomez made super saves, he can shag my wife. Edrington loved the bookies. And he really loved the bookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, think of Janola undressed. Point won't give up the fight. Bullfox never quits, you can be sure of it. Robinson's long shot, AVB's deep spot, David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup. Andy Sinton's England call, Michael Brown starts a brawl, Peter Crouch eight foot tall, Jurgen Klinsmann's dive. Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision, Howard Webb's bad decision, Raman Vega playing Sega, Sandro's kung fu kick. Eric Torsten looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shivers bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We love to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to rain playing high Then our football story Will echo with glory Lily wants some white on lane If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Henson 44 if he were here, we'd find a boy appear. Heroes in white and blue. This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick. He showed the world what's for to do. The League Cup we won in 1961. Heroes in white and blue. We've all loved you since 1882. Even when I'm feeling grey, despite the tears and pain, I go to White Hot Lane. So win in style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim fading high Then our football story will echo with glory